This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, this is Garoud. Uh, I'm just coming on before the show starts to give you a little bit of information. Neve has been fired. That is not true. No, myself and Neve took part in High Road, Low Road, which is an RTE travel show. Um, it's broadcast in Ireland on RTE One, and we filmed it last November. But we weren't allowed to talk about it until it got announced properly. And we thought our episode was airing in a couple of weeks' time. But in actual fact, it's airing tomorrow night. That's Tuesday the 17th of November at 7pm on RTE 1. After that, it will be on the RTE player. And I think they can be watched outside of Ireland as well. So uh, if you want to see it, hopefully you get to. But the reason I'm coming on now to tell you about this is that we don't mention it in this episode. Which you might think was a bit weird. But that's why. However, we will be talking at length about this next week. Oh, you mark my words. We are going to have this out. Hi, I'm Gerard Farrelly. And I'm Nate Kavanagh. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Neve. Second one in. This is exciting. Second week of the new season. You're very welcome, uh, listener, to the show where a Eurovision winner and a comedian try to fix your problems, heal your life, sort your shit out. Honestly, essentially, I feel like I need me in my life. <laughs> when you say that, I feel, my God, that person needs to be in my life. <laughs> I'm much better at commenting on other people. I know. I have opinions. I know. Do you know what? I... <laughs> But never about myself. <laughs> exactly. I feel like I'm an Im- immune from all of the sage wisdom I pass out. What's the top of my list? Vengeance. Well, that's not unusual there for you. Right. No, do you not think so? I do. I have to say, I do th- I do love a bit of vented anger in a situation. Vented anger? Yeah. You're know, just letting it out. Vent away. Do you know what is killing me at the moment? <laughs> I know this is a very simple problem. And I know there are people listening to this going, will you get it together, Garoud? But you know what is driving me insane? What? My printer. Your printer. I can't. Neve, I can't handle it. Like It's not. I can't. So this problem is not about the printer talking to you or anything like that. Sure it isn't? Because that's a whole other conversation. No, this is a problem. Okay. Th- this this problem is the printer doing what the printer is supposed to do. Right? And the arbitrary nature of printing. Okay. Because like printers promise so much. Yeah, they do. Like whenever you want it, you can just click a button and it will print what is on your screen. <laughs> that is not the way they work. No, it isn't. That is not the way they work. Firstly, 
they are like um is it is it goats? Is that greatest is it, of all time? Is it no you, no, <laughs> no like you know goats the way goats can only produce milk when they're very relaxed. Okay. That's why they say like that goat's milk is, you know, it's ethically. Every day is a learning day with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm nearly certain it's goats. I think that they could, like if the, if goat is under pressure, it can't produce milk. Oh my gosh. As I far don't... as I know. Anyway. Wow. But that's what printers are like. Okay. Like if you need something printed quickly, the printer just goes, no, I can't handle this. This is far mm-hmm. too much. This is too much pressure. <laughs> but if I want something printed tomorrow, right. I have to print it today. Because if I leave it till I'm le- leaving the house and I need to print like a 20 page document or something, the printer goes, no. Yeah, well, that sounds more like you're under pressure and not the printer. You you're, you know, you're rushing things, you're under pressure. so stressful. It is stressful. And I lost the head and I bought a new printer, right? Oh, very I have nice. a new printer. Is it possible? Because I thought this will, th- the problem is the printer. No. It's you. <laughs> it's me. It's you. <laughs> the problem is me. You need and a it's not. it's not my technical inability. Okay. It's more that I'm cursed. <laughs> like it has to be like on this printer right <laughs> like <laughs> this sounds like a very specific it's, and it's one of those printers as well like I always think the world of printing hasn't really copped on okay like because on the front of the printer box like and this is not just the printer I bought but all of the printers they had were like full colour that's like going into a TV shop and there being a sticker on the box saying great for the talkies <laughs> Like, we've been printing full colour for years. Like, it shouldn't be in a little splash star in the front of a box of a printer. I'm, I'm going to give you, like, a heads up. Full colour, if that's their big selling point, chances are it's not a very good printer. It's, it's driving me insane. And Did the you other buy it cheap? No, it was expensive. It was a couple oh hundred quid. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you. And the sense? other thing about it is, right, can we all just accept that wireless printing doesn't happen? No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Like, oh my God, like it says that you like you can print it from anywhere. You know, once once you're online, you can print it from your phone and it will, you know, it will print at your home printer. That's not been my experience. No. Never. Somebody telling you that you can print to any printer in the world on a printer box. That's the equivalent to me of somebody saying, you might as well be trying to print this from Australia. <laughs> like, because it doesn't happen. Like, it never happens. <laughs> And like sometimes the thing that pisses me off is sometimes the thing you know the thing on the screen like the little printer appears and he you know yeah. it goes like processing processing and it's an hour and a half and it's still processing processing it taunts you and then sometimes it randomly says complete smiley face no it gives you a smiley <laughs> no, face no. <laughs> your printer smiles at you it, it just gives you a little like ding <laughs> it's like I swear to Christ <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I gave I gave my old printer to my other half's brother. Okay. Because I was just I was like I need a better printer because the printer's shit. Okay, it, it clearly still worked. And now so, you're, you know you want your old printer back. Pay it forward. And I can only imagine that when he plugged that printer in, it printed you know the forty thousand documents <laughs> that I've sent it over the past ten years. Because <laughs> I don't know where they've gone, <laughs> but they're somewhere. It's Does very that, stressful. Yeah, that's a very stressful start for us all. <laughs> Well, anyway, no, first thing. life with you? First things first, you know, my son works in curries. <laughs> Part-time, you could have said. I could have got you 10% off. Probably a better price up there too. Anyway, that's that's like smuggling, I think. So don't listen to that. Anyway, so the other thing is that definitely informed. I don't know if I let you know what I got for my present. Yet. Oh, yeah. So they bought us a new TV. 
for Christmas, which is a wonderful gift from two wonderful boys. Sorry, men. That's a brilliant gift. Amazing. Except we have about 400 remotes now and we don't know what the hell to do with any of them. And we can't find any of our programs. And we're too stubborn to admit this. And I asked Jack one day how to use it and I am none the wiser by the end of it. And there's, you know, the other thing, not a manual in it. Oh no, it's all QR codes you have to scan, isn't it? I know. I only discovered that the other day. But yeah. That was the same with the printer. And it's a smart printer as well. See, smart printer, smart telly. You see, I think the word smart Upset you It's very upsetting word Because as soon as you see the word smart Attached to any device <laughs> That is the equivalent of them saying This simple thing that you used to know Has just got incredibly more difficult Smart is patronising It is Yeah It's smart is You need to be smart to get through this Yeah Now I am a reasonably I am a reasonably intelligent woman And I'm not bad with the tech I mean, I'm, I know, yeah. you know, I don't always display it as we know. So that's a touchy point. I mean, every so often, like after a record, you'll be trying to uh, airdrop me a video for 25 minutes. I'm like, that, Jesus. Now, but you me. know why that is? Because you don't know how to accept me. I, I know. <laughs> you I'm, never I'm very careful me. about what I accept from people. <laughs> Do you see that there's this thing? Um, it's this thing called, I can't remember what it's called. It's called dropping. It's basically random strangers will airdrop you random pictures. At random times. That sounds much more like, you know. I had to turn it off because I was in an airport a while ago and Jesus, I was getting tons of them. But how can you do that? You have to accept them. Uh, Well, like if someone's going to airdrop you something, you're like, you kind of want to know what it is. Even if you don't know the person? Well, yeah, but you're like. I mean, first of all, they're in the vicinity. I know, but I think it's curious. Like That's weird. It is weird. But I've got I about never, 10 of them. I mean, I don't even answer a number if I don't recognise it on the phone. <laughs> I am not accepting See, random that photographs. Is, that is it. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. I will not answer a number if I don't have it in my, in my, in my It's not in my, my contacts. But I'm someone, really sorry. A, a perfect stranger in another part of the world can airdrop me something. I'll go in and have a look and see what it is. But they, do they not have to be near enough to you? Yeah, they're usually sitting around you. So it's not that creepy that you know that that person is standing like right beside you. Maybe they don't even know it's you because, you know, if you think about it, it just comes up whatever they have you saved. But what are you saved as when you were? Well, it would be Garode's iPhone. Okay, that's not what you are in mine. No, but it just it just it doesn't mean as to what you it doesn't mean what you are in their contact book. It's what you call your device. Oh, that's why people that don't have your number can airdrop you. Oh, that must be it then. So, because I was in an airport and I got, uh, I got two dicks. I got a fox that had been run over. <laughs> I got a uh, a glass of wine. Is that all guy, from all from guy, one person? No, they're all from all different people. And then a guy sent me a, a photograph of his tattoo, which was the weirdest tattoo I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And then I was getting on the plane, and him and his friend said hello to me because they wanted to tell me that the tattoo was something to do with Millhouse. You know Millhouse Oh, from, from Simpsons, It yeah. was something that he drew when they were playing Pictionary. Okay. And they knew you enough to uh, say that? I, they, they, well, they, they knew they, you they were... They felt quite comfortable to come up were, and just go, well... You? This, I mean, the tattoo was on his ankle. Like, it wasn't a... It wasn't a Beside his ankle bracelet, was it? <laughs> You know, those ones that say you can't go out of this region. Yeah, he's tagged. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, look, Listen, I was delayed for quite a while in, I think, was that Manchester Airport? It's was it? all, all your fault because you accepted it. Deadly. You let them into your life. Well, I turned it off now. <laughs> so you, turned now, now you have to be in my contacts to be able to air it. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's sensible. This is going to be the old, the oldest old person thing I ever said. You know, years ago, you had one phone in the hall and none of these Please, tragedies. Listen, this harken back to the war. <laughs> I had a fax <laughs> machine. I had a fax machine. And life was complicated enough with a fax machine. You know. <laughs> I remember your fax machine. You remember that fax machine? Yeah, that's how you knew someone was successful. I know. You had a fax machine in the hall. I had a fax machine. It actually was in my office. Uh, what, and what sort of what sort of faxes would you have received and sent? Uh, really, mostly just from the record company <laughs> or a TV company sending me a, like a, I probably still have most of them, which means they're probably just pieces of paper now because you know they, because they it, fade. Yeah, it fades. <laughs> they're just in boxes. It was like the old <laughs> days of, you know, like the other way you can send in WhatsApp now, you can set it up so that your messages delete every 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's basically a fax. So in other words, a fax is like when you write with lemon juice. <laughs> do you know what drives me insane? What? Is what? The, the way receipts do that now. Some oh yeah, because it uses the and same you, technology, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to like, <laughs> the tax man and you're like I, I swear that was a receipt when I that was a folder. receipt for four million pounds <laughs> it was when I bought those diamonds essential for my work essential <laughs> those essential diamonds can't go on stage without them I know but listen maybe part of our new years should be that we get better at technology I mean but you did you, like you're very tech savvy but very specific clearly is there a printer course? Can you do a course in printers? It, but it's the, like, <laughs> you see, this is what we're saying here. It, it's nothing to do with the technology. The technology isn't the problem. What is the problem? There is a, there is a modicum of witchcraft involved in this. <laughs> Listen. There's, this is, like, technology is not arbitrary. The message gets sent by the computer. The printer receives the messages. The printer outputs. Like, that is very simple. But somewhere there is a poltergeist <laughs> saying, no, Gerard cannot print that script for the meeting he has in half an hour that he's already late for. <laughs> it is so upsetting. If you'd have told me that this is how my life is going to be 30 years later with the amount of technology that I need to just get in my car <laughs> or, like, you know, to get my banking, anything, everything is so difficult. Honestly, I'm going to tell you, whatever you do, don't ever lose your phone. But that is the one thing that has happened. Like, that is the one thing that has not changed. How difficult is like, print? printers. <laughs> like, even when there were dot matrix. I know. Do we need to feed the paper in? I was like... <laughs> like, they still never printed when you press the bloody button. You were pushing in cables. Why have they not fixed this, Neve? Like, we can put men on the moon. I saw a man on an oxygen tank and he was on the bus. Like, that's how technology, that's how, and maybe in a few years time he won't be taking up the whole aisle because they'll get smaller. But what I will say is technology is advanced and this one little essential piece of it has not. And it's so infuriating. Neve, we've got some follow-ups. We've, people have been in touch with the show. Oh. Right. Now, first up, and I don't know why I'm reading it when I'm in this mood. First up, we have a criticism. Right. <gasps> now, that's okay because we did invite criticism and we're not. No. Um, we're not professionals. We're not perfect. No business. We're not perfect. This. But what is this criticism? The criticism is, now, I think it's aimed at me and it's, act, it's, it's totally fine. It's from John. And he says, Ah, Jesus, don't be recommending Slim and World to people, which we did. Do you remember the letter where someone was trying to lose weight? 
Okay. Did, uh, no, we, we, was there a we in that sentence? Well, it was me. <laughs> I, was, I, I was more thinking about the group motivation. That's what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he says that weekly humiliation uh, and shame in front of people and you pay for the privilege. A great way to even further embed an unhealthy relationship with food. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I totally who, who I is do it agree. Said that? Uh, John. John. I think it was John. Right. Right, John. No, I kind of get that, John. Listen, nobody, nobody better to talk about this than myself, you know, who's done probably not Sim World, but I've done Weight Watchers. I've done a few other bits and pieces Mm. at different times in my life, or I try to self moderate. It is very difficult. You're right. I think the difficulty we have is we start everything from guilt and everything from the negative, and it drives me demented. Yeah. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm actually physically sick of it. I want it to come from somewhere positive now. And you're right. You're right, John. But it does work for some people. It helps them. But it doesn't work forever. The problem is you're not, yeah. unless you're changing and who you are, it won't work forever because you have to stay in it forever. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, like, do you remember that, that last week we had that letter from the nutritionist, Michelle? Yes, Michelle. She had a great point. Now that I think about it, she actually could have been, that could have been a... Less aggressive way of criticizing <laughs> where, uh, be, you know, because she was saying that you don't cut stuff out, you introduce stuff. Yeah, no, there's lots of great Which ways is, to change your lifestyle, you know, yeah. because let's be honest, it usually comes from small habits over time and you get away with it when you're younger and then when you get older, it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And everything as you get older, it's more difficult to shift. We could talk about weight loss like for 400 podcasts and it still wouldn't be enough and it's not our it's not the motivation of our podcast yeah, it's not our so but the, but the, here's the thing right you're right recommending to do that to you it doesn't make any sense John I completely understand and I'm right there with you it's not my kind of modus operandi yeah, yeah. either however you know there are some people who will feel enabled by it and happy and will help them and if it helps them on the road that's grand the problem is the cycle Quite often yeah. these things are set up and then the minute you stop them, your body just goes back to where it was. You know, it's Yeah, and in fairness, like if somebody was to lock you in a cell and not feed you for six months, you'd be fine. You'd lose weight as well. It's not necessarily a good thing. No. So yeah, so I so slap on wrist and I totally accept it. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. Would you like me to physically slap him, John? Because you know I could do that. You're grand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just checking. <laughs> you having a slap so you feel it, let me tell you. Well, it's funny, actually, because when we did shout outs for, you know, New Year's resolutions, remember on the thing? Yeah. A lot of them were about either going alcohol free or, you know, doing um, slimming. Slimming was another big one or, you know, nearly everything about New Year's resolutions is about things to make you feel bad about where you are currently. You know, and and I just think it's not a great thing. We don't have to feel bad about where we are. You know, they were all good suggestions and and good good things. A good New Year's resolution is to continue to be fabulous. Oh, yes, darling. Exactly. Like, I mean, you know, I maybe buy bigger clothes, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got some here. Do you want to read some? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, like... um, Claire Devaney said, Devaney says alcohol free, as did uh, Claire or Kira. Kira, she says dry January, but with crisps and. <laughs> See, now we are talking. Rain in online shopping. Like, I don't need COVID survival gifts anymore. That's correct. That is a great name for that them. That is a COVID survival. I still have COVID survival gifts. No, I, but... I just feel I'm happier when I notice the parcel on the way. Actually, uh, Megan Bracken says. 
Uh, I want to learn to swim. I'm 27 in February and terrified of the mere thought of trying. Oh my God. That's a great one. What a great thing. That's very positive. Like a really positive thing. Go do something. Now, obviously, if your heart's scared, take your time. There's no rush on this. Yeah. Right. But actually, what a wonderful skill. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Rather than giving up, why don't we just do something? And then your focus goes elsewhere. And maybe the byproduct will be you'll be fitter and healthier. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're someone that's getting absolutely wanker drunk seven nights a week. (laughs) (laughs) Don't swim. Don't swim when you're drunk. If you're going to be a swimmer, you're less likely to drink the night before. New Year's resolutions me whole set myself up for disappointment and no thanks that's Joanne Letty I presume again (laughs) that was probably sent at midnight (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, drink in hand Uh, Angela Shep no shit resolutions to make me feel bad for not keeping them 2023 I just live and enjoy good girl fair play to you well done Um, Angela I love this one drink more water currently live like a raisin (laughs) And then Lauren says, oh my God, Lauren has quite a year planned. Okay. <laughs> Finish my master's, pass probation at work and get knocked up. <laughs> Lauren, all at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I suspect you won't pass probation at work if you get knocked up during that. <laughs> oh, that's very cynical, Neil. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're right. Wait, well, the probation's in the, pa- in the can. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. That's a really good point, Neve. You know, don't do it all at the same time. I don't time. trust employers. One thing at a time. Anyone says. <laughs> I was thinking uh, more of the fact that she was maybe having sex in work. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought you would have thought like if she went in pregnant, they'd be like, sorry, things aren't working no, out No, 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 they can't do that legally. That's not allowed. They can't do it legally, but like. Yeah, but they'll find something else. They're dicks. Um, <laughs> Ross says, mine is to do more fun things like horse riding and stress less about work. Well done. Yeah, lovely. Uh, we've got a letter in <gasps> from Carol. Love it. Oh, is this Floating Shelf this Carol? Is floating Shelf Carol. Oh, I love Floating Shelf Carol. <laughs> what is she bringing to the table today? How floating Shelf Carol gets through the day is still a mystery to us. But anyway, <laughs> hi, Neven Garrod. Such a surprise when I listened to you today and heard you read out my message. Well, you wrote to us. She wrote to us. <laughs> and That's not what only happens. that, she, you wrote to us with a very delectable story. <laughs> we were never not going to read that one out. Never. <laughs> I could keep you going with a weekly section on your podcast and you have. Uh, near, near enough. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Years ago <laughs> with an ex, we took a drive to the beach late at night and parked up as you do. <laughs> Were they looking at the view? What? <laughs> One, two, skip a few. We... <laughs> We somehow ended up on the driver's seat with it fully reclined. <laughs> okay. Cue to a while later and time to go home. I couldn't get the seat back into a driving position. <laughs> we both tried for ages and it was jammed. I drove back to his, thankfully, on a, only a couple of minutes away. And we both tried for ages, but we could not unjam the seat. The next morning, I had to drive to work. <laughs> you were staying in his house. Why were you riding at the beat? Like, <laughs> we end, he ended up propping me up with pillows and bags to try and get me upright while driving. <laughs> and it worked... <laughs> It worked until I had to change ge- <laughs> until I had to change gears, and I would flop backwards. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, this is very unprofessional. My God! <laughs> Eventually, got near to work and had to stop at traffic lights, <laughs> thinking I was on a home run. Was short-lived when I looked out the window and saw that a double-decker bus beside me and the top floor were all looking into the car at me, pointing and laughing. 
<laughs> the worst bit was I took off first and back I fell in the reclining position. <laughs> Never took off so fast. And to make matters worse, a lad on the bus worked in my office. <laughs> Carol, that car was cursed and somehow, and someone managed to rob it twice in two weeks from a supervised car park. <laughs> Had to get rid of the car, but somehow the bad luck has followed me wherever I go. Lol. Chat soon. Love you too, Carol. Carol, you are the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> we love it. We love it, Carol. We want your we life. We always love your letters, Carol. But I just can't help but feel every time I read one that I really hope life is getting better. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day we're going to have to do an intervention for Carol. <laughs> I really hope Carol wins the lottery. I because think... I think that someone like Carol needs an assistant <laughs> just to get her through the day. Attention, Agony Rants listeners. I will be bringing my show Glamour Hammer on tour next year and we have added extra dates. A lot of the dates early in the year are sold out, but we are adding more. So we've added a fortnight in Limerick and there are extra shows going on sale in Port Leash, Wexford and London. And we have also added new shows in Nace, Monaghan, Armagh and Westport. For a full list of dates and ticket links, you can go to my bio on Instagram or to girlfairly.com. So that'll be me checking that up to see if you can squeeze me in anytime. <laughs> anytime, Neve. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> there's a full list of dates and there's more being added. Uh, and the UK dates are slow to be added because they've no respect for me over there. <laughs> but that's going to change. But just keep an eye on my Instagram and I'll post the dates as soon as they go on. Thanks. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support us and help keep the show on the air, you can subscribe to Headstuff Plus. Headstuff Plus is a bonus platform where you can pay as little as five euro a month. And for that five euro, you will get bonus episodes from us and bonus content from all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. But most importantly, your five euro will go to helping make the records easy for us by buying us coffee. And diesel. And scones. Uh, and as for bonus episodes, uh, you will get access to video content. So videos of us recording the show. Mm-hmm. You will also get access to bonus episodes where we will be chatting to guests that might be in the shows mm-hmm. or future shows. Very or you will also get access to episodes where we talk about problems that don't appear on shows on the main feed. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's loads of stuff in there. Such a lot. And also, we're kinder to people who are subscribers. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And are not adverse to giving you a little personal message every now and then if you want to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's very little we won't do for actual subscribers. Uh, Well, (laughs) Neve has a lot less boundaries than I do. (laughs) But we're nice to them. We're very nice to them. Um, And one of the shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network uh, that you can get bonus content from or that you can just listen to on the main feed is this one. And it's absolutely brilliant. We don't know what it is because we forgot to ask. Yeah, I know. But it's really good because everything on Headstuff's good. Always. Here's the clip. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin City Centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie. 
Neve, we have a problem. Oh, we do. This problem comes in from. No. Uh, oh, oh no! It's anonymous. <laughs> Uh, sorry, future Garoud. Don't forget the beep. Dear Neve and Garoud, I love the pod. Garoud, I saw you at one of Joanne's Vicar Street shows a few months ago and thought you were hilarious and have been listening to the pod since. I have a problem. Please keep me anonymous. Which we will do from here on in. <laughs> it's a work problem and it involves the work canteen. I work in quite a segregated department where each office in the, de- in the department pretty much keeps to itself. We all get on really well in my office there is one small canteen for the whole department of about 30 to 35 people. One of the offices tends to use the canteen over lunch. Let's call it Office A. So it gets quite full. So people from my office, B, and others, C, D and E, tend to avoid the canteen because it feels awkward and can be crowded. Office A isn't very inclusive. It's overwhelming being there with a big group from one, of, from one office. Those that don't sit in the canteen tend to eat their lunch at their desk. Okay. I find I have to get away from my desk for a bit of for a bit at lunchtime to break up the day and get a change of scenery. I feel I should make an effort to sit in the canteen eating my lunch, but the last thing you want at lunch is to feel anxious or forced to socialize. There isn't really anywhere else to go to sit down and eat. Sometimes I find I just want some quiet time to myself at lunch, just to have some peace and quiet to myself. We are in a shared environment from from eight to nine hours during work, after all. God almighty. This is quite long. This is all over the shop. (laughs) I feel a pressure to force myself to sit in the canteen. And even if I don't, as I say, there isn't anywhere else to go in my company office. We are in the office five days a week. What should what would you do in my situation? Should I suck it up or am I right to want my own space for an hour? Thanks. Anon. Anon. Okay. I have a couple of thoughts on this. Um, I get it. Don't sit at your desk all day. That no. is so wrong. No. People who eat lunch at their desk are not more productive. Absolutely not. No way. So you're right to want to get away from your space. You should have your lunch break. All your breaks, you should take them. It's a very bad habit not to do that. So if you want to be kind of on your own, I I, I don't really see the big problem. I understand maybe you feel a little bit self-conscious if you go in and sit in the canteen um, and there's a big group of people probably having the crack and all that. You know, my only concern is maybe is there no physical room for you? If there's no physical room, well, that's a problem, right? Yeah. So if that's the case, your employer should really be staggering the lunch hour so that there's enough room for everybody to sit. Totally. Okay, so that's your, you know, you pass that to the people who that should be coping with that. If not, if it's just that you feel awkward going in, if you're not looking to be a part of this group, it's a less awkward situation. Put your yeah. Put your headphones in, claim your space in there and just relax and enjoy your lunch, eat and then maybe find a reason to go take a walk, do something else. But you should not be chased chased off by other people. No. Like, I, I'm not sure. Like, he says here uh, that Office A, mm. the office that are using the canteen, the, the, all of the office are using yeah. the canteen together, um, isn't very inclusive. Is that because they're not inclusive? Or maybe because you, you're or maybe feeling you it. feel left out. Yeah. It's possible. Well, I think if you feel left out and you want to be included and you know them, just sit beside them. And say hello. And say hello. But, I mean, I get it. I I used to be like that at lunchtime when I worked in a company. Some lunchtimes you were 
happy enough to sit and chat with people. But most of the time, I just wanted to de- that little hour to myself, just yeah. to not be with people. Um, I would say, like, like you made a good point, earphones. Yeah. Earphones. In this day and age, you can put your AirPods in and Yeah, nothing. listen to a podcast or, or yeah. watch watch a film or watch 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 Netflix or something. Or read a book or... or hardcore pornography. <laughs> because, mark my words, You'll if have you company. are sitting in the canteen watching hardcore pornography, there is absolutely nobody that's going to bother you. I don't know. Well, they'll bother you later. <laughs> you might, but they're certainly not going to want to sit beside you. You might meet like-minded individuals. <laughs> um, you know, it might be an interesting way it's, to meet new people. <laughs> like, it's a funny one because I, yeah. I, I think... The thing about, should I suck it up or am I right to want my own space for an hour? Well, that's the thing about a job is you shouldn't have to suck up anything. No, you shouldn't. And actually, this is the common problem, isn't it? You know, people think that, oh, I'm lucky to have a job. But yeah. actually, that's not true. You have you have a right to have your own space and do your own yeah, thing. And, you're, have a, and if there's nowhere else that you can go to have your lunch, like, if, the, if you know, if you're not near shops or restaurants or no. if there's nowhere to really walk, if you're in an industrial estate, they have to provide everything for you. Yeah, they really should have a space that encompasses everybody. Now, maybe sometimes what happens is in those, with those groups, and I do remember it used to happen sometimes mm. where I worked, is sometimes there's a group that's really loud. And that, yeah. And they're all shouting and talking. And, and it's not restful. Yeah. And that, do you know what? That's up to the canteen manager. There's you somebody think- employed. There's somebody employed there in the canteen to to you know make this a nice restful space for you I know they have to slop whatever they've made onto a plate as well but but it is somebody's job to make sure that that is a place where you can go and rest right yeah so if there's a canteen manager and if there's a group that's really loud the canteen manager is perfectly within their rights to go lads keep it down unless it's an unmanned canteen as in just a space that you can go like a lunchroom or like a staff room like a staff room so if that's the case, then you're kind of caught up with everybody self-manages in that area. Maybe bring it up with with your management. Yeah. If you get on well with them, just say, is there another room we can go to? Is yeah. there any other space where maybe other people can go just for quiet time? Can we create a quiet room? Because yeah. I would really, it would really help me. I mean, this day and age, employers are always trying to find ways to make your experience better. But also I think in those situations is there's nothing about work that you shouldn't be able to bring up with your manager. I agree. And, and, and now the manager can say, look, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. That, and that's grants. So then you've got to try another avenue. Yeah. But anything that happens in work that you find is a problem is their problem. And you should make it their problem. Yeah. You know, and not be afraid to. Not in a an aggressive way. You can be really positive about this and say, look, I would really like somewhere quiet to go so I can actually feel like I disengage and I'll be more productive in the afternoon. Hopefully they sort it. Yeah. Oh, no, but I will. you're right to raise it. You are right to raise it. Definitely. Okay, we have another problem. Ooh. And this is from... Also doesn't want to be known. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's call him Fergal because I think we have to use his name. You need, you need a name. name okay, let's, let's alter ego Fergal. Uh, surprisingly, doesn't want to use his real name. So... Here's the, here it is. Hello, loving the podcast. And I have to say, I do miss you when you go away. I don't need the looking back episodes because I listen to every episode about three times when it comes out. I know I'm a total stalker. I put a lot of effort into get, getting those clips. I just want to be clear. Um, as you would say yourself, we have a problem. Not just me, my whole family. I have four brothers and sisters and our eldest sister just got engaged. She's 26, which we all think is a bit young for marriage. <laughs> anyway... 
My parents are thrilled and my sister does seem to be mad about him. Uh, Here is the problem. He's an absolute tosser. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She's always had boyfriends that were messy. So there was the guy who was in a band and didn't have a job. And then there was the guy who used to drink too much and make a show of her. And now there's this guy. He is preppy. He has a good job but so completely full of himself. He came for dinner over Christmas and was the centre of attention. He treats my parents' place like it's his own. He'll come in and put the kettle on for himself. He'll talk over us and thinks he knows everything about everything. As I'm writing this, I'm finding it hard to say what it is about him I don't like. I'm not sure that's the case, but anyway. uh, But myself and my other sisters all feel the same. She does seem to be happy and he is good to her, but the thoughts of that knob sitting at the table for the rest of our lives turns her stomach. (laughs) Is there anything we can do? Garode, should we get an assassin? I know I sound childish, but I feel like he is ruining our family by looking down his nose on us. Please don't use my name. Surprisingly anonymous. Let's call him Fergal. Right, let's call him Fergal. Okay, Fergal. Couple of home truths here. Come on then. Here is the problem, right? Okay. The problem is that she's the eldest sister. Mm -hmm. She's just got engaged. And she is 26, which apparently is a bit young for marriage. Right? Now, what's going on is... (laughs) All of the siblings have looked at this 26-year-old yeah. and you were all quite content when she was going out with the guy with no prospects and you were all, and the guy that was mm-hmm. drinking a lot and making a show of her because you both, you all knew that it was never going to work out with the messy ones. Okay. And here she is now with somebody who is a contender. A very strong contender, yeah, clearly. Yeah, a strong contender. Uh, and they're... Um, They've gotten engaged mm-hmm. and now you're kind of realising, okay, this is... Life is never going to be the same again. It's never going to be the same. And that's hard. That's a very hard pill to swallow. It is. It's very difficult. And I, like, I've definitely been in that situation before. Like being the brother of a lot of sisters <laughs> who've, who've all brought various men home. <laughs> Uh, and all ended up getting married and you're just sitting there watching this family grow exponentially just going there's another one that could just walk right in (laughs) who said you could do that and that is not to say that it's easy to have that happen no but that is just the way the cookie crumbles yeah and you know I'm totally with you there I I see this dynamic anything that changes the rhythm is very difficult. It's very difficult, especially very difficult. especially when there's a few people. Yeah, I know. I know. Like it, four brothers and sisters. That's you've been your own gang for a long time now. Yeah, which means you're probably tight. Very tight, and also there's there's this person coming in who you feel is looking down his nose at you, and maybe he is. I'm not saying he isn't. No, he could be an arse. He could, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I've no doubt he's an arse <laughs> in his own way. I've absolutely no doubt because the like. Anyone that has a bit of confidence about themselves and can come in, you know, to a big family. Like, you you have to look at it from his point of view. From his point of view, he's going in. He's coming into quite a a tight group. Very tight group who are all glaring at him and judging every little thing he does. Doing that Irish thing. Impress me. And the second he's out of the room, (laughs) talking about him. (laughs) I think that you have to set the tone for this. 
Like, if you are looking at him and going, who is this outsider? Mm. <laughs> he's never going to get his feet under the table. Yeah, he is. So he's he, already there. <laughs> so he, what he's done is he has just gone, well, everybody bunch up because here I am. I'm coming. And I admire that, actually. I, I have to say I admire it. Like, fair play mm, to him. Yeah. Uh, because that's not easy to do. But I have been in the situation okay. where you're sitting there going, yeah, really? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, I know. And it takes time. I will say this. You don't have to live with him. No. And as long as he's not mistreating her, you don't you don't get to make that choice. Yeah. And I'm really sorry to say that, Virgo, but you don't get to make that choice. Um, you don't get to choose all the partners because believe me, you won't be encouraging of other people making the choice for you. Exactly. Do you like that? Exactly. That's a, that is exactly right. Nail on the head, Neve. I'm telling when, you now. When Virgo brings home... Whoever. Whoever that person may be. It's going to be a man, Neve. <laughs> I mean, it's agony rants. He's the <laughs> gay brother pissed true. off. That's not true. Oh, but, come on. Uh, okay. So, but look, what I'm saying to you is, whoever you want to bring home, you don't want them to take, you know, you'll make your choice and you have the right to make your choice. You should not be making choices for other people. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that what you have to, do, I think that you can resist, mm-hmm. but you're only kicking the can down the road. Yeah, and th- and the thing is, you're just gonna have to end up friends with that person. I know. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you can't. You don't you know, have to like him. Like every stray, you can put manners on them. Like if he's somebody that comes in and always has to be the center of attention. Well, someone's only the center of attention if you if give you let them attention. It. Yeah, yeah. Like so, if he is somebody that's dominating the conversation, what you can do, and it's it's quite rude, and but I've, <laughs> I've seen it work at our kitchen table. Okay. You could just literally start a conversation with somebody else. And ignore what he's doing. Yeah. That's and, really great. And you, and that just is, well, you can talk as loud as you want, but there are other things going on. So you, it, it just, it's, it's, it's quite a rude way but to it's remind an education. somebody that there's other conversations going there on. There are definitely ways table. to manage it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I love the fact that you kind of lead, lead with this was saying the parents are thrilled. The sister is mad about him. The problem is he's a tosser because he has a job. <laughs> he has a job. He comes into your house and is pleasant. He's in, involved with your family. He's involved with your parents and he makes his own tea. I'm really sorry, but the truth is there's a lot, you know, you were across with the other ones because they didn't do any of that. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, you, know, well, you, see, can't, you can't have it every way. What do you want here? I think that there is a time in a family, particularly a big family, yeah. where everybody is a bit messy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Everybody, they're young adults. Every Everyone's going out shifting and sleeping with people. And like, it's all going on. And, and what has happened here is your sister has kind of broke the ranks. Aye. And she's got herself a contender. Yeah. So she is the first one that's basically... Going stepping down off the treadmill yeah, going down and going, road. well, this is the next phase now and I'm the first one to step out of it. And that's... That's tough. It's, gra- it's, it's, it's great it's really for tough. her, yeah. but it's very tough for the people that are still left No, it pill. is. And to be fair, I will make this comment, right? My husband is referred to as the favourite by my mother, right? <laughs> she 
openly did it in front of everybody, which surprised us all because actually there's another brother in law that has much more interaction. He was raging <laughs> in the corner. No, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? He was referred to as a favourite and I was told that I was lucky because I was married to the favourite at one point. It's a very big turnaround from when we first got together. <laughs> when we first got together, it was like I was ruining my life and everything, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you, you could do better. But the truth is, none of them would live with him. <laughs> What you've just said there is a prime example of how you can be a winner and a loser at the exactly the same All time. All in the same situation. I adore him and he knows that. I absolutely love him and I love living with him. It's, I can live with him because I love him and I love everything about it and we are together. And, you know, the point is you don't have to live with this person. And do you know what the other thing... He might settle. The other thing is, right, is your parents are probably excited because it's their first child to Oh, that's engaged. big. That's big, yeah. Um... And I mean, to the be likelihood fair. is, yeah. if there's a barrier here, if there's a problem, yeah, the person that will end up not sitting at the table will be you. Will be you. Yeah, and you don't want that. And that's the sad reality of this: is that when <laughs> like that, is that family is going to change anyway? Are you, are, you, are you saying it, that they would choose the son-in-law over the son? What I'm saying is, in a him or me situation. You might find yourself you in the wrong win. space. Yeah, yeah, you might. I, I, with your sister, at the very, at the very least. You, if you're not on board with the change, you're the one that's going to be isolated because. Yeah. But take is, your time. I mean, you're at the top of a roller coaster, and the the car is all oh, it's going. already started fo- to go down. Mm-hmm. So you can either jump in or not. And it's it's the thing about it is you you don't have to, and you're never going to love them like it's a brother or sister. Like, they're never going to be like a brother or sister. This is the next phase. Yeah. The thing is, you don't have to like who your par- your siblings marry. And it's really hard to accept that. It's such a hard thing to accept. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Because you think you're going to be the Brady Bunch for your whole life. Even though you don't get on. And even the Brady Bunch weren't the Brady Bunch. No, they really life. weren't. Because, you know, there was some replacements. No, but <laughs> <laughs> You're at the point as well where uh, this person isn't a visitor. No, he's here. So stop treating him like he's a visitor. Like this is somebody who walks in, <laughs> feels at home, puts the kettle on for himself if he wants a cup of tea. Mm. Wouldn't but it be worse if he was sitting there going, make me a cup of tea? Oh, completely. That would but, be worse. But you're treating him like a visitor because if you're saying he's looking down his nose at us. Well, if you feel he's looking down his nose. Say it to him. Say it to him. What are you doing? He's not a visitor. He's a, he's he's now he's now a person that's. If he's be, going to be a part of this family, he's going to have to lot. take it on the chin. Yeah, because <laughs> guess what? If he's looking down his nose, the family, if he wants to be part of that family, he's got to change his attitude. Yeah, he needs to change his attitude to it. And if so he, and, and if he does say anything that you feel like that, well, don't be afraid to you know snap back because that's always the way when someone joins a family late. When somebody joins a group late, you have to learn the rules. You do, and you don't get to set too many rules. Exactly. Yeah, so you're actually in a position of power here, Fergal. Exactly. Stroke Enon. Stroke Enon. <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified I'm going to say the real name. Don't say it. Um, yeah, so let's know how you get on. Yes, please. Honestly, I hope it's helpful to you. We're not saying that your feelings aren't valid. I just think you need to just take a step back. And yeah. there's nothing that you're going to do here that's going to change this. Give it six months. <laughs> if it's not working out after six months... Plan a family holiday to an Airbnb that has a well. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going I'm with not that. Not even going to finish it. <laughs> not even going to finish it. 
We know where we're going. <laughs> um, okay, I am the disclaimer here. Do not do family that. Family is family. Blood is thicker than water. A well. A well situated a good bit away from the house, from the main house. A well-placed well. And ask if you want a forest walk at midnight. So then when you're leaving, just go, oh, I just, I'm just going to get my, uh, just get my man bag, <laughs> which contains a rope and a hammer. Oh my God. <laughs> a bin liner and a roll of gaff tape. So, do you feel we've helped? Well, I think that's helped. Yeah, definitely, definitely helped. Just remember, these situations are what you make them. Fergal, we want updates. Um, we want to know all about how this plays out. Yes. We want to know... That we've helped. you've accepted him <laughs> or if she dumped him. You could end up great pals. You could. You could be having a pint down the road. You could be bisexual. No. <laughs> Who knows, Virgil? Road. It's all to play for. Road is it's all to play for. Heading down a road. It's a new year. It doesn't need to be. New year, new him. Yeah. Whole new year. <laughs> it's been wonderful to talk to you as always, Neve. Oh, it is a joy every day. Um, Agnorance at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we want to know how you're getting on and we also want your follow-ups. We'll be here next week. Yeah. Have a lovely week. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.